0: to episode 22 of Sharp Angles. I'm one of your hosts, Rich. I'm here with...
1: Danae. And Jeanette.
0: And we're here to discuss what happens when you go back to an island that's full of animals that should just be left alone.
1: That's right. <laughs>
2: well, not that island, actually. Island Nubar was left alone. Yeah.
0: Well, no. See, Isla Suma whatever...
1: <sighs> Isla 2. <laughs> Isla
0: 2 with an S needed to be left alone, too. <laughs> true john hammond already knew this (laughs) and he's like you know we're just gonna send like people to just take photos make sure they're okay you know what they're dinosaurs leave them alone they'll figure (laughs) it out you already told ian malcolm life will find a way Mm -hmm. so just let it find a way and let it live and prosper and do everything it needs to do on the island stop sending humans to it
1: Or, or here's a great idea or you could just nuke the whole entire island and then people like Tanae and Rich would be really happy because there'd be no need to make any more movies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, we're talking about Jurassic... Well, The Lost World, colon, Jurassic Park, as it is. That is formerly known. Um, and, yeah.
2: <laughs> also <laughs> known in this house as Dinos on Boats. <laughs> dinos on Boats is also how
0: it's known. Um, I just... I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's this is gonna be an interesting one. Like, I now know how Jeanette feels about talking about Guardians of the Galaxy um, because I am completely on the other side of this movie uh, from Jeanette. So you know what? I would really love to. All right, I want to start this off by like, as Jeanette gave me the benefit of the doubt, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt and just go like. (laughs) Jeanette, it's all yours. Why is Jurassic Park, or The Lost World Jurassic Park, your favorite movie of the Jurassic saga, let's call it?
1: Uh, No pressure whatsoever, though.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We are a pressureless group here.
1: Totally pressureless, no. Okay, and and just for the record, I am not nearly as as keen on this movie as you were on Guardians of the Galaxy. So if you having a poor opinion of this movie does not bother me whatsoever all right i just find it ridiculously entertaining i love like the first oh oh number one is dr alan grant is not in it and he drives me up the wall oh sam sam neil's character uh is that his name i think i don't don't know the actor's name
0: uh i'm pretty sure it's sam neil yes you're right it's the guy that was um yeah, the 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 main one of the main yes, characters. One of the
1: main characters, yeah. in Jurassic the guy, Park. the guy
0: that was with the kids after yeah. the t-, t Rex attack. Yeah, the I Sam mean, he's Sam the Neal.
1: protagonist, basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Sam Neil. You he's didn't like you do not like arrogant. Sam Neill? Yeah.
1: He's so irritating, oh. so certain of himself, and so uh, just arrogant. That's the best way. So so yeah, so he irritates there's me. I find um I find Malcolm's expressions highly entertaining, and there's just these random moments in this movie like the the poor guy who gets who gets and I'm gonna sound like a horribly savage person being entertained by people being mutilated by dinosaurs, but oh well, I'm just gonna go for it. the part where don't go into the long grass and then you know they all go into the long grass anyway and get attacked by raptors and right. uh, there's that one part where um it's like the only only black guy in the whole entire movie, and he turns around and he, the expression on his face as this raptor. Just comes sailing through the air at him is hysterical. The whole entire thing is hysterical. So basically, that's why I like this movie so
2: much. Fair enough. So the just camp, like, yeah, the
1: camp of it. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Right. It's ridiculous. See, it's I can. I
0: can. I can get on board with that. I can. I can. So, yeah.
1: I mean it's it's so it's so ridiculous that it's funny. Basically,
0: gotcha. I, I just gotcha. don't.
2: I just find it so ridiculous that it's ridiculous, though. Like, I don't find the humor in it because, A, there's... It's boring. I th- I find it... Oh, sorry. I have to, to emphasize her point. I find huh. it boring, right? And I find, like, people's stupidness, like, frustrating. Like, oh, hey, let's go to this huge island of dinosaurs... In which there are no fences. By the way, they make that very clear. No right. fences, yep, yep. and they somehow know the geopolitical map of the island. In which they know where the raptor nest is, and they know where the T Rex nest is, and they, you know, and they they know how these dinosaurs function with one another. How? Who knows? But they do. Um, I mean,
0: maybe it's because of the files that were there from.
2: Yeah, but they, that doesn't the mean incident? they're not migratory. Yeah, I guess so. You know, and and they were breeding dinosaurs in a lab. Why did they need to breed them on this island? So there's
1: make a second movie today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, see, see, this is where I got confused because you you hear John tell Ian right before he goes to the island, or right before he finds out his girlfriend's on the island, right? And then decides to go to the island. Um, <clears throat> He tells them, he tells him that they always started breeding them on that island. There was always a second island Mm -hmm. and the dinosaurs were being bred there to like a small age and then being transported to Isla Nubar to do whatever, which, which explains why that other raptor in the very beginning of Jurassic Park is like somehow out of the holding cage being transported, fully grown into this, this area, because they probably transported them from Isla Sioux, whatever. We should probably and look and at I,
1: it. I completely agree with you. It explains that part, but it does not explain how also in the first movie, John Hammond's like, oh, I'm there for the birth of every single dinosaur. So, and, right. and I, I said this before the podcast began, this movie has like 1,017 uh, plot holes in right. it. Right. Right. Yeah. right.
0: It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, well, they were talking about, like, you know, the whole lysine thing. It was like, well, how do you have a, an island full of dinosaurs that don't do it? You know, they, they can't live off the lysine. John just goes, life finds a way. You find out later. It's because they eat lysine-rich they, plants. They eat lysine-rich plants, and they know to what to do to eat them. And then the carnivores eat the herbivores that are eating the plants, mm-hmm. so they get their lysine that way. And there's, like, there's your cycle there. No,
2: no. I have a different theory that fits in as well in the movie as everything else in this movie does. That oh. there are care packages of Centrum Silver dropped onto the island, and the dinosaurs have to take them every day.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Another
1: product placement. Which they're, farewell. Yes.
0: Yes. They're, <laughs> and they're, they're, delivered, they're delivered by. C-130s that drop Mercedes vans. That's right. Instead of Jeeps. Mercedes. Jeeps aren't good enough anymore. The second <laughs> island needs Mercedes.
1: That's right. And Centrum Silver. Yes. Oh my, I totally didn't notice that. That is terrible. Oh, yeah.
2: Every single vehicle was a Mercedes. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Wow.
0: And the kids like Crackle.
2: And the kids like Crackle. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. That was good. That was good.
0: So, no,
2: no uh barbasol can though.
0: No, nope, no barbasol cans. Yeah, no, no need for dino DNA because it's running wild. <laughs> That's right, it's wild and free,
2: wild and free indeed. So, so, so yeah. I think my theory is just as plausible as the theory of uh Julianne Moore who runs around the island screaming, which I love so much. Uh, <laughs> um and getting them getting them into trouble by kidnapping a baby tyrannosaurus rex because he has a broken leg and she has to set it otherwise he'll die.
1: Right. Yeah, well, and she, she and Vince Vaughn are so stupid. Like for the two of them the funny. two of them
0: make the two of them make the plot happen. That's right. Without yeah. them, you there's don't no get plot. You, without them you don't get the, the destruction of the camp by like letting what was that a trike? was it a triceratops?
1: Yeah. yeah, it was Triceratops, but there was a bunch of other animals
0: they let go also. So, like, yeah, like letting them be wild and free to destroy the camp because yeah. that's what you do.
1: Yeah.
0: When you have an island full of dinosaurs, and you make you make them all angry and scared, mm-hmm. and and realize that there's actually humans on there. I mean, it's not like the engine guys didn't make themselves known by like <sighs> they stride in they with their their giant vehicles right. and start like hunting...
1: Narcan dinosaurs. Yeah,
0: hunting dinosaurs left and right, and, like, right. come up with us.
1: But they but, weren't even killing them. They were taking them back to, like, you know, bring them to Hammond Zoo or whatever.
0: Right. It wasn't yeah. Hammond well, Zoo. Well, it was young, it was young well, it, Hammond.
1: It started out as Hammond Zoo, and yeah. then he got a bigger idea to, yeah.
0: Right. So, so yeah, it's the, it's the I guess, you know, they were going shopping for... The, shopping for the first the first wave of attractions in their in their new yeah in their new park because of course that's a great idea if mm-hmm. it didn't really work out on Isla Nubar, mm-hmm. you know what'd be great let's do it in San Diego yep because it's perfect <laughs> nothing will bet nothing bad will happen you'll have just wrong. giant dinosaurs all over San Diego it'll be no, no, fantastic no, no, it was San
1: Francisco, wasn't it no San Diego I'm pretty sure
0: it's San Diego because they because they mentioned they mentioned the San Diego Zoo Sea World and the San Diego Chargers as being animals. <laughs> Animal <laughs> captivity. He's <laughs> like, yeah, you can see all sorts of animals in captivity. And then he goes, like, the San Diego Zoo World, and the San Diego Chargers. I'm like, did they just call a football team a bunch of animals? Wow. Yes, they did. I was like, I'm pretty sure they did.
1: Wow. Yeah, it
0: was it was, it was pretty awesome. And um, so, yeah. So this What's place that? is, like, hidden away in this special super secret engine facility.
2: So... This this thing that this plot that is driven by Vince Vaughn and Julianne Moore, the only person that dies in in their team is the dude who's trying to stop the plot from happening, really. Yeah. He's trying to save them all. Yep. Like Eddie. Poor, poor Eddie. I yeah. know,
1: Eddie bites it in a pretty spectacular fashion No, 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 yeah. he doesn't bite it Someone bites it, or something <laughs> bites him Yeah, that's true <laughs> and, and,
2: I mean, he's a shared meal between two dinos yep. mm-hmm. Mom and dad, Mommy and Daddy uh, T-Rex because, because he's trying to get them out of there Like
1: mm-hmm.
2: It just seems unjust He's
1: probably, like, the least self-righteous person in that group absolutely other
2: Absolutely.
1: Um but yeah, no, Julianne Moore and, and Vince Vaughn, they're their, e- their self righteous egos uh, like are practically characters all by themselves. They're mm-hmm. humongous yeah. and
2: ridiculous. Yeah. Also annoying.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, they're pretty uh they're pretty annoying. So
2: we have two main characters who we can't really like, and then there's Ian Malcolm who's also got an enormous ego and sense of self-righteousness.
1: But it's totally entertaining, in my opinion. Right,
2: But he's more entertaining, so we'll sort of cut him a little bit of slack. But his reaction, my favorite part in the whole movie, honest to goodness, his reaction to seeing the two kids from Jurassic Park, the first one, was so overdone and awful. Like, you get the sense that he didn't like either of them, right? (laughs)
1: I actually didn't, didn't think that.
2: Oh, yeah, I did.
1: He's like, hi, kids!
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: That's really bad if that was your favorite part of the whole <laughs> That was my
0: favorite I'm part. Getting,
1: I'm getting a sense of how low you're going raise- <laughs> 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 <clears>
2: to <throat> My favorite part. Yeah, because yeah, so. yes. it was so overacted, it was just like, and that's when I turned to Rich and went, "Did Steven Spielberg direct this?" And <laughs> he looked it up and he goes, oh yeah, he did." See, now, now I want to know if Steven
1: Spielberg also directed the third one.
0: I don't know. I I think he might have sat that one out. <sighs> okay, let's find out who was who was the director of Jurassic World. Was it that dude? I don't know. Yeah, that guy. It wasn't...
2: Oh, uh, it was
0: somebody that was pretty decent, but... Ryan, Ryan? Ryan Johnson? Something like that? I don't know. His name starts with an R. His first name starts with an R, and it's like a weird first name. Okay. And then I think it's Johnson or Jameson. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, he's the, he's going to be the director of Episode 8. The director of Jurassic World. And, um, you know, he got in. No,
2: into, his... His, the director of Jurassic World was Colin Trevorrow. No, yeah, Jurassic World. Jurassic World was Colin Trevorrow.
0: All right, maybe he's is he one of them? No, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to figure it out. I thought he was attached to Jurassic World though, the guy from Episode Eight.
2: I don't know. What's the third one called? Jurassic Park Three.
1: Yeah. Just so they could have three claw marks on the front cover, I think.
2: No,
0: really? Yep. Oh, yeah, the logo is Jurassic Park and then three claw marks.
1: The
2: yep. director was the illustrious Joe Johnston.
1: Okay. A, a regular household name.
2: Yep. Awesome.
0: So, <laughs> wait, so what else did Mr. Johnston do?
2: I don't know. Let's see. He looks like he got hit in the face with a shovel. Oh, my, oh my goodness!
1: <laughs> shovel face.
2: Shovel face. So he he directed Captain America, the first Avenger.
0: Oh, wow. All right.
2: Um, let's too see. Bad. I think. Yeah. Not Safe for Work. The Wolfman. Hidalgo. Okay. All right. October Sky. That was a pretty good one. The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. Okay. Jumanji.
0: Now, now I see that. No. Now I'm really seeing that connection between the. The Spielberg and, and Lucas
2: mm-hmm. arc, the Page Master, okay, the Rocketeer, uh-huh. and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Awesome. Okay, oh, so God. that's his Actually, filmography. So that's
0: a pretty. That's a pretty good uh, thing there. Yeah. And I remember nothing about this other this when we get to Jurassic Park three. I, I don't nothing. think I've ever seen it. I think I remember zero frames of Jurassic <laughs> Park three. I know I, I saw know, it.
1: It's all up here. All, I have it memory.
0: <laughs> I know. I know I saw it. But I remember zero frames. And that's uncommon because I'm real, like, I didn't remember a whole lot about Jurassic, or about, I keep saying it, the lost world. But, so, all right, so the fact-checking squad coming back and biting me a little bit. So, I remember the T-Rex breaking out of the ship spectacularly. (laughs) I forgot about the reason why the T-Rex broke out of the ship. That's because it killed everyone on board and basically drove the ship by itself.
1: And and then went back into the cargo hold and <laughs> pushed itself in, basically. You forgot well, about that
0: part. Yeah, well, there is a reason why it would go and do that, though, because we've established that it will do anything for little baby T-Rex. So it went there to go get little baby T-Rex and then, well, found a snack in there and decided to give it to baby T-Rex because you know, little Hammond was in there too. So.
1: no, 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 no. no, no. But, but, um, but when, when the ship comes in, in the first place, like, you know, there's body parts everywhere. So it's obvious T-Rex has been snacking on absolutely everyone on board, but T-Rex is, is in the cargo hold again. And the doors are like mostly closed and there's an arm, just an arm (laughs) holding onto the remote control. So how in the world did T-Rex get out of the cargo hold Chew off absolutely everything of this person except for the arm and then go back in so that the person could like, you know, the arm, not even person anymore, yeah. could toggle the switch again.
0: That's true. That's a very that's a very good point.
1: It makes no sense.
0: Yeah. Unless unless T Rex knew that a fast moving ship <laughs> going into the dock would have thrown T Rex off of the <laughs> ship. So he's like, you know what, I gotta hide. I gotta get in here T-Rex, so I can save my skin.
2: T Rex tried.
0: T-Rex did try and succeeded.
1: T-Rex succeeded this time. He
2: he totally did. Maybe he locked himself in the cargo hold. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Maybe he did. Maybe there was a second button to push, but it was down in the cargo hold. There -hmm. we go. Mm
2: -hmm. Because that's what you want to do is equip your cargo hold that is carrying a T-Rex with a Mm -hmm. second button. No, No wonder he got out. I mean... Yeah. license to eat the entire crew right there when you give t-rex an, an out
1: 100 percent.
2: yeah <laughs> that's true
0: yep. so i mean i'm assuming the the reason why all this happened was t-rex woke up didn't like being in the cage broke out of the cage ate everyone maybe they tried to like push him into the thing but somehow i don't know There was another guy, and he was trying to hold. Maybe, maybe it was they almost got him. They were closing the door. T Rex gets the other guy because he's standing too close to the to the doors, and that's how his arm winds up on the button. We'll never know.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna officially declare this plot hole number one nine hundred (laughs)
0: thousand. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many plot holes.
1: Also,
2: I want to know. The raptors are efficient, killing machines, you know, completely. They don't play with their food before they eat it, really. Mm. But. And yet they do. And yet they do. You get (laughs) Sarah and childs of mixed race origin and Ian Malcolm around the. (laughs) Around the. Is her name Kimberly? I don't know. I can't Uh, remember. um, I think it is. She is a gymnast, though.
0: She Um, is?
1: (laughs) But she got scrapped from the team.
2: But she got scrapped from the team. Right. Clearly, they shouldn't have scrapped her, because
0: (laughs) she can kick a rafter through a window. (laughs) That's right. And kill it.
1: That was was another problem, though. She started all, all of her gymnast tricks before the raptor even came up to be like,
2: absolutely, Absolutely. <laughs>
1: yeah. She was warming
2: up. <laughs> <laughs> she had
1: cut the script. Good point. I'm
2: sorry. Because <laughs> all that running and screaming didn't do it for her. <laughs> so it's mildly more entertaining to talk about this movie than it is to watch this oh movie. God. I will admit to you. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> oh,
0: no. Oh, did it do it again? I think so. Oh wait, no, we're back. We're good.
2: Okay. All right. So the Raptors decide that, like these snacky, snacky treats. Ian, child of mixed race origin, and uh, what's her name? Are I think it's Sarah. 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 Sarah, uh, Are they're gonna toy with their food before they eat it, right? And yet the Raptors that. all end up sort of um, defeated. They they end up fighting with one another, which is unusual, except that one of them fell on the other and they were annoyed. I guess if I were having a fight with my brother about that, I'd get distracted from my snack. But, you know... <laughs> just I, I don't understand how they didn't end up raptor snacks. You know, I, I'm having trouble with that. And... Vince Vaughn was hardly in any danger at all. He's the one who made it out the least unscathed. I That's mean. very true. And and he was yeah. the one that caused the most damage. Yeah. He was the troublemaker. Jeanette has he was, her hand he's raised.
1: An idiot. He's an idiot. Uh-huh. Um also I have to ask if all of the rap or if all of the carnivores have congregated in the center of the island, which does also make me wonder then how in the world do they get food? Right. Um, then why in the world would you put the the? Well, actually, there's multiple questions to this. Why in the world would you put like command central in the middle of the island? Why wouldn't you put it like on the shore or something where it was more easily accessed? And you would have less of a chance of getting snacked on by dinosaurs. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's uh, that's a very good point. Yeah. I mean, it's possible that they built these plans before they found out the migratory patterns of the carnivores and the herbivores, but. You know.
1: But even then, like transporting stuff back and forth. <clears throat> right.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, as it's soon as you. Yeah, exactly. But as soon as you found out that that was probably not a good idea, yeah, maybe you build another facility. Yeah. But I think at that point, they decided to abandon the island because they were like, well, the heck with this. We can't, we can't breed anymore. These things are getting too big. It's getting unwieldy. We're out. And then they just kept breeding.
2: Uh, but <clears throat> there's a point where you run out of lysine
1: rich food. Apparently not today. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah,
2: apparently that island that, is that. Soy, those soy plants grow all all over. Right. So, they don't need humans to cultivate it.
0: No. Nope. They'll just nope. do it.
1: Humans. Humans just get in the way today. Didn't you know that? Oh yeah.
0: Yes. All the humans need to leave the animals alone. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right. This was
0: the This was the moral of this story. Right. Oh
1: yeah, it was. It's a total ridiculously preachy movie. And
0: it was it's so weird though because it's like you know. In the end, he's all keen on sending people over there. Of course, Injun has their own little plot because they're going to recreate his, recreate Hammond's original idea by having the park on the states. So they're going to go get some dinosaurs. But it's like you know when when you have when you have a, like, why even bother just going to photograph them? Just take a take a helicopter and fl- do a couple flybys. You don't have to like embed people for days taking pictures of dinosaurs. You know, you just don't even worry about it.
1: Especially when you have so much more superior technology than you did in, oh gosh, when was the first one, film?
0: 1992. Was it 93, 93 or 92 or something like that? Yeah, that was right. the other thing because I, I guess I must have looked it up wrong because I thought the original Jurassic Park was in 97 and then this was later, like 98 or 99 or whatever. Um, but bit, like that was, that was another my bad.
2: Mm. <clears throat> yeah. So then... We have people people running around an island getting eaten by raptors, so they become raptor snacks. And only four people survive, but more people survive because they didn't go into the long grass, but not that many people survive, right? right. Yeah, And then we have the dude who looks like he he's been half eaten by a dinosaur already, trank the male dinosaur for reasons unknown.
1: Because that's the buck. That's his prize. That's
0: yeah, his. He, he wanted... Yeah, he was, was going to trank the dinosaur because that was he was going to hunt it. But he didn't get to kill it because...
1: 93.
0: Because uh, 93? Okay. Um, he didn't get to kill it because Vince Vaughn took his bullets. Right.
1: Because that's what you do when you're getting hunted by dinosaurs on a completely foreign island... Is, you know, you steal people's bullets who could save you right. from getting hit by dinosaurs. Exactly. Also,
2: when you're coming to hunt Tyrannosaurus Rexes and that's your prize, you only bring two bullets with you. That's right, because you're only going to need two to bring yeah. down a Tyrannosaur. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know what? That's,
2: that's, that's what happens. That's
1: what happens,
2: because you're that good.
1: <laughs> I do have to say, though, he is definitely one of the most likable characters in the whole entire movie.
2: Um, Dino Face? Yeah, the, the, the hunter. hunter guy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, the only
0: thing is, the only thing, the reason, I, I I can agree with this, like, I can agree with liking his his convictions,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I don't know if I agree with liking his character, because, no. well, the, the only reason he wanted to go there was to kill a Tyrannosaur. That's yeah. it. That's all he wanted to do. And I'm like, well, you know, I guess that's cool. And I, I I completely, like, he's a big game hunter, and there's uh-huh. no bigger game than a tyrannosaur, so I get it.
1: Uh-huh. I get
0: that, but it's like, well, you, it seems to be counterproductive to, like, the, re, the real reason you were asked to go on the trip, because I'm sure little young Hammond was like, well, the real reason you're going here is to make sure that no one dies and we get all of these animals on a ship so I can charge money for them to see, you know, for other people to see these things. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. It's it's real weird. I mean, but I guess Hammond was okay. It was like, all right, well, what's one tyrannosaur amongst you know the couple or you know three or four that live on the island? So, and he was and, willing to sacrifice it, I guess.
2: Uh, but and technically, if you go by the short story "The Most Dangerous Game" by Richard Connell, the most the most dangerous game is in fact hunting humans, right? Yes, and um, they. That- Oh sorry, continue. And they like to reference certain short stories. There were a couple of references, I don't know if you caught it um, for those intellectual types um, about the Ray Bradbury short story um about the butterfly butterfly what is it it's actually a movie a, a short butterfly story effect? it's that's where the the theory stems from.
1: Okay. Um, oh you're right they totally did reference that
2: But she, they, she references it And like you step on one blade of grass You do this you do that And you change everything And it's very much that same precept mm-hmm. That in that short story game uh, The short story And I can't remember what it's called It's a Ray Bradbury short story I'll look it up
0: yeah, I don't but, remember but I remember it was Because somebody Stepped, stepped on, on the
2: butterfly On
0: a butterfly or something and then they went back, and now everyone talks different.
2: It's not only that; like it changes the whole political yeah. schema and everything. Yeah, um,
1: because someone stepped on a butterfly, Donald Trump won.
2: Exactly, exactly yeah. right. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I was just on Facebook.
0: Was someone actually making that reference?
1: No, huh. no, Donald. <laughs> that
2: would have been priceless.
1: Facebook right now.
2: <laughs> a sound of thunder that's what it's called okay. um so it was it was very clearly Inferenced in the movie that this that this could happen except that they weren't going in a time machine that's the that's the flaw in that logic mm-hmm. you know like right. you could disrupt the ecosystem by stepping on a blade of grass sure but you, like in that movie in that short story they were going in a time machine so the the parallel is dodgy at best do you know what i mean it's like
1: well throw it in with the rest of the plot holes (laughs) yeah
2: here we go that's true that's a valid point thank you
1: also also sarah sarah's the one who brings it up you know stepping on a blade of grass blah 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 right after she touches the baby dinosaur and nearly gets herself killed oh yeah yeah yeah
2: and then she talks about how you're not supposed to interact with any of them
1: Uh uh-huh yeah but but
2: lady you're being an idiot Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, but I'm
0: sorry. So you just have this interaction with the baby dinosaur. Stegosaurus. Oh, the ste- well, the, yeah, with the stegosaurus. You then capture the T-Rex and fix its leg and then get, you know, boxed around by two grown tyrannosaurs that were very angry that you took their baby.
1: Yeah.
0: And then you're like, oh, well, you know, obviously they... They wanted the baby because you know they have the scent, and then for another four and a half hours, walk around with the baby dinosaur <laughs> blood all over you. Right. That's a smooth move.
2: And you didn't know any better.
0: Yep. As and, a... then, and then the big game hunter guy sees it, mentions it, and
2: then goes, "Now you're cool." <laughs> no, nobody, nobody does anything about that.
1: That's a plot hole. I totally did not spot. I'm impressed right now, Rich.
2: Yeah. And then also,
0: the only reason I I knew I I noticed this was because it's the reason the tyrannosaur invades the camp.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because it's Sniffing like Sniffing the,
2: the blood on the jacket.
0: It's like, wait, did you take my baby again? And then, you know, he sticks his head in the in the thing and it's like, no, it's a jacket, but I'm still angry because it smells like baby t- T-Rex. Why <laughs> is it smell like baby T-Rex? And then the guy I, wakes up and screams.
1: My phone right now. I ne- I have watched this movie I don't know several dozen times, and I never made that connection. Also, how did they
2: not get eaten?
1: Well, also, how in the world did nobody wake up but by this ginormous creature stomping into the camp? You, yes, and yeah, that's that's what I always focus on. See, I'm like, you guys are really sound sleepers, the world are like gone.
2: T
0: Rex is a stealth
1: ninja.
2: T Rex, T Rex stride.
1: Just so. for the record, um, because Danae has mentioned this now twice, T Rex Tried is an awesome book that you may or may not be able to find on Amazon. Um, if, if you ever want to feel better about your life, read it. <laughs>
0: yes, it's good. It's good times.
2: Better than this movie.
0: <laughs> oh. damn. All right. That's I mean, true. I can agree with you. Yeah, it's pretty good.
1: Except the T Rex Tried kind of kind of makes me feel a little. A little bad for T-Rex by the end. And again, I
2: just laughed my way through this movie. So. Thanks. No, yes, yeah. it is $10.22 on Amazon. There we go. It's called T-Rex Trying. And it is by Hugh Murphy. It has 135 star um reviews.
1: A lot of people who want to feel better about their lives. That's
2: right. There we go. It's good. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's. It's astonishingly Well rated Nice So I'm sorry That's That's not strictly true It has Two two star reviews Oh no One two star review Let's look Thirteen four star reviews And six three star reviews And then I'm sorry folks One hundred ten five star reviews
1: Nice So so impressive, yeah. and hey, you can't please everyone at right. Jurassic Park Two shows. Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: Sometimes dinosaurs just, you know, just by themselves can't cut can't can't cut it.
1: But that's why you have Ian Malcolm in there.
0: I guess. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, speaking of star reviews, yes. Why don't we get to throwing out some stars? Some for, star ratings for this, ratings,
2: for this ratings. one. Um, we'll let Jeanette go first. All right, cool.
1: I'm giving this ridiculous thing a four, again, for entertainment value. Obviously, for, for writing, I mean, it, and I would really love to know how closely it is based off of um, the the, origin, the book. Because I remember reading maybe the first chapter of the book back when I was volunteering at the library as a middle schooler, Um and and it what i mean the first part with the little girl who gets hurt and everything that's actually very similar except i think in the book the little girl might die um but but other than that i have no idea whatsoever so if if the movie is really based that closely off of the book then uh, then i have no words for how poorly it was written but again for entertainment value i love this stupid movie so four stars
2: gotcha four stars Mm-hmm. Alright, how about you, Danae? Um
1: I will still love you, Danae. Go for
2: it. kind to give it a two. <laughs> it's it's so bad. It's such a bad movie. It is one of those it is like a Michael Bay movie. It is okay. it exists simply for the dramatic screams and the like destroying of things.
0: Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, it's it's your typical summer blockbuster, I guess. And as far as summer blockbusters go, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how many of those boxes it ticked for me, because in the summer blockbuster set, you have, you know, like a clearly identified reason for doing whatever it is, mm-hmm. a equal, if not, sometimes even more powerful reason for someone to to not want to have what's happening happen and then um, and then you know like a storyline that threads the two the two like you know the two motivations that are in conflict to some kind of climax and then you know usually because it's a summer blockbuster if there is a good guy versus a bad guy or a good reason versus a bad reason the good the good winds up winning out and you go you go home feeling happy after you eat your popcorn and you drink your soda You know, that's that's a summer blockbuster in a nutshell. With this one, I don't know. I I mean, I think I'm just left confused because the good people didn't want to go to the island in the first place and shouldn't have. The bad people wanted to take the dinosaurs to San Diego, and that was clearly a bad idea. And did. and, And even if they succeeded in doing that, then everyone in the engine in the the original engine team that was on the boat probably would have gotten eaten by the T Rex anyway, and then the T Rex would have taken the boat and driven it into San Diego docks, at, you know, all by himself because he's a, a masterful um, not only you know predator, but he's he's a really good ship's captain. Taylor that one, and and he can he can do anything if he tries. <laughs> so, um, so that would have happened anyway, but then there would have been no one to know that there was going to be a T-Rex that was going to invade San Diego, and then it would have become a Godzilla movie. <laughs> oh my word, oh my
2: word, no. No, wasn't it was a
0: Godzilla movie. Out, out. There, and,
1: and I never noticed it until this time, and I went, no, they didn't just do that, <laughs> they did, totally they? They did, totally that. did they? They <laughs> totally did. They yeah. totally did yeah. They totally
0: did. Yeah, I, re- I remember that from the my very first viewing of that movie.
1: Okay.
0: So... Um so but strangely even though you get like a mini Godzilla movie mm. you you get just the, like beats of this story that goes in weird places and does weird things mm-hmm. and for me as a viewer it makes me angry at all of the motivations of just about every character in the movie so I'm just like I don't what no you should know Okay. Well, maybe they'll turn it around. No, <laughs> no, they didn't. They're making all sorts of bad decisions, and you know, like, no. Okay. You know, and you know, I think the only thing, the, like, the only character who very clearly like defines the whole point of the movie is the the gentleman who was in the uh, Armageddon movie, the guy who plays the crazy Russian.
1: I am very happy. <laughs> say that I have not watched Armageddon in a very long
0: time um I can't remember his name he's in a whole bunch of stuff he's been in like one million he was, movies. yeah like recently it was in like the Call of duty commercials because he i don't know it has that look about him but he was the he was the guy in lost world where um he had that like taser and he started tasing oh, oh. the little dinosaurs oh
1: he was also in prison break
0: yeah yeah he was he was in prison break yeah yeah um yeah, he's, sure. Like, he's the point of the movie. He comes to the island. He's like, I'm man. I'm better than everyone. I'm going to prove it by showing force. And then he gets eaten by a a presumably presumably smaller force that is just clearly going, I really wish you would just not be here. So either go away or we're going to make you go away. And then he goes, well, I'm going to tase you again. And then he gets eaten by dinosaurs.
1: And he gets eaten by dinosaurs. That's another of the plot holes. Like, who in the world goes that far away to do your business on an island inhabited by dinosaurs that have already proven that they are more than willing to eat you? Like, he went really, really, really far out of his way. Yeah. So, I I don't buy that. Do you? I have a little twit and stuff, and you're supposed to kind of be, like, almost happy when he dies. And he dies kind of horribly. He really does. I know. I mean, basically, death by a, by a thousand bites. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but like, he's really stupid. I feel, I feel as if he deserved that death, not even for how he treated the dinosaurs, for no good reason. Which I know you're, I know that as a viewer, I'm supposed to feel. But it's more like you were stupid for going that far away from the camp without making sure that your buddy, who's obviously listening to headphones and not paying attention to anything you're doing. Knows where you're going.
0: Exactly. Yes.
1: You're
2: stupid. His name is Peter Stormar. Gotcha. And he's Swedish, by the way. Even though we always play Russians, huh? Poor guy. There you go. Like I
1: feel bad for for actors who are constantly cast as the bad guys.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. I feel as if that must do something to them mentally. I don't
2: know. Probably.
0: Yeah. Maybe we could ask him. I figure out what's going on. <laughs> we'll them, have we'll get... fun
1: next time, guys. Yeah. For...
0: Yeah, we'll get him on the phone. <laughs> um, so, so, but anyway, I guess as far as like scores go, um, I'd mentioned it while I was in the middle of watching the movie. We were just about in, through the midway point, right before that thing happens to this this poor unfortunate man, and I was like, you know what? I think right now I'm in one point seven five territory, and I think that's where I, I, I think that's where I'm gonna be. And then the end of the movie happened, and. I don't know if it did it better did, did it you know if the movie was was done any justice by the end or not, but I'm still so confused that I, I, I just don't think I'm going to move my score, so I think I'm just going to wind up at 1.75 for this one.
2: Well, <clears throat> in the end, the dinos win. They do win, <laughs> because they're, they're left on the island alone, left to their own devices.
0: Right. So proving the point that the movie should have just never happened.
1: <laughs> well, well, and, okay, because you're right. The dinosaurs totally do win in the end. So I, I also have an issue with Julianne or Sarah. Sarah, in the end, like, it's a race between her shooting the T-Rex, who has already, you know, done countless damage to San Diego and, you know, eaten tons of people plus dogs. dog, mm-hmm. um, her shooting this, this T-Rex with a tranquilizer... And the T-Rex being shot to death by by soldiers. Right. I'm like, are we supposed to be rooting for her at that point? Because me, personally, I'm like, yeah, shoot the damn thing. Seriously. Just kill it already. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean... I think we're supposed to feel tension, though. Like, oh, my word, the T-Rex is about to die. I don't care.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, it doesn't... It doesn't really, it doesn't really matter because the T-Rex did enough damage to like, you know, to, I mean, yeah, no, he took, yeah, he totally went, went through. I mean, if he just like knocked over stuff and acted confused and, you know, whatever, you know, like, yeah, he knocked over a couple cars, you know, caused a couple fender benders. As long as, you know, if he didn't eat anyone, then he would have been okay, but he ate that poor family's dog.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And which then that wasn't was, enough,
0: so he ate that, which
1: was the worst part of the, the movie, I in my opinion. Watching that, I was like, oh, "My word, Dene is going to be devastated." Yeah, and he, then he ate someone in front of Blockbuster.
2: Yeah.
1: I was, very, I was very sad to see that because it was like, "Oh, Blockbuster, the good old days."
0: Yeah, and then they ran a bus through the same Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> that, that thing just didn't have a. That didn't have a, that didn't have a good night. That
2: should have portended the end for Blockbuster,
1: really. Always
0: doomed to <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. Yeah, it's just that was that was a wild one. Also, but
2: they make they make a, a distinct point to say at one point in the movie. So here's you know one million one hundred and seventeenth plot hole. They make a distinct point to say in the movie. It's a very tense moment between the hunter dude and uh, Vince Vaughn, in which the hunter says, "Well." They just eaten Eddie, the two dinosaurs, which, in my opinion, he's, like, tiny compared... And they split him in half, so, yeah. you know... Like a wishbone. Like a wishbone. And so, they, they just snacked on him, and the hunter says, well, at least they just ate, so they're not going to come after us, because they're not hungry. And... They, uh, Vince Vaughn says something about yeah, yeah, because humans are the only animals that hunt when they're not hungry, or something like that. It's a very tense moment. And Jeff Goldblum gets mad because they're like treating Eddie like food. Um, and it's like, so the T Rex goes on a rampage, and he had already eaten everybody on the boat, and obviously that wasn't enough. And so now he's he's terrorizing downtown San Diego in in which there's plenty of food to be had in the form of people and dog i don't remind me and <laughs> poor dog
1: forget the, forget the people
2: <laughs> poor dog he was just trying to protect his house yeah
0: well here's the weird thing all right so the dog gets scared right. right and he's hiding in the house right. in the dog house all right so the, the dog the somehow between mm. The kid waking up, finding mm-hmm. the T-Rex, waking up mom and dad, showing the T-Rex, the dog comes back out. No. dog didn't. The dog would have stayed no, it, in it there. No, it had
1: to have, though. I agree it with that.
0: It had to have, because the only other way of getting the, the doghouse in place with the chain wrapped around it, and the dog in the T-Rex's mouth, is if the dog comes out. He's not coming out.
1: <laughs> or or if the T-Rex picked up the doghouse and like shook it, would, <laughs> As T Rex trying shows that can't really happen. That's right. Yeah. So what we're really saying is the dog shouldn't have ever died.
0: Correct. Because no actually
1: should have died in a different way, basically.
0: Well yeah, or if he was gonna die at all. You know, like because you know the T Rex just looked at the dog and was like, That's my water bowl and the dog's like, You can have it (laughs) and then he wasn't moving at that point.
1: But he was barking.
0: Oh, I guess he was barking. Yeah, He's if he was making sounds, then yeah, that's yeah. no good.
1: But but okay, so the T-Rex somehow manages to get the dog out of the doghouse. The T-Rex also somehow managed to get into the uh, the uh, gosh, what the heck would it be called? A- at the helm of the ship, um, yes. Without like breaking any windows or uh-huh. ripping the door off or anything, and eating people inside there, except for the one hand that's you know attached to the steering wheel. Oh, that's true. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, I mean this. This T Rex is number one, very clever, but number two, they're very, very vindictive. Like yes. they have, they have all of the the elements of being the perfect villain because they can't let they can't let stuff go. And yes. I will, so they come back what three times for the people for for Sarah and Eddie and everyone. Yep. three times they already have the baby. They leave, then they come back. Right. Then leave again. And I think they come back a third time.
2: They follow them because of the blood, baby blood. Yeah. They know they have the baby. The baby's with them. I don't yeah. understand. Like, either they're incredibly stupid animals, which everybody in this movie, like, talks about how they're not stupid, or they're incredibly intelligent animals and the perfect villain. Yeah. And, and, and at different times in the movie, they treat them different ways. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and that's part of the the utter and complete confusion of this movie is that like what is it is the t rex a stupid animal or is it the the you know the most nefarious villain in the world? yeah you know is he a stealth ninja or is he a killing machine? is he you does know shake when he when he stops or does it just completely and totally lie still that's right mm-hmm. like it is it is the most talented villain <laughs> a, a villain actor on the planet in this movie. <laughs> That's true. That cannot figure (laughs) out his character.
1: That is also true. It's diverse. Okay, Danae? T Rex is diverse. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Oh,
2: snap. (laughs) Don't make me snap my fingers in the Z formation. (laughs) Wow. Was a Z. (laughs) And
1: I saw that and I'm impressed. Normally normally today somehow manages to do like just some zigzag pattern instead of a Z when she does that. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so,
2: so, so of all the, the aspects of the movie, maybe that's the most confusing. Maybe that's the least. Who knows? <laughs> no one. No, you, it nope. can never really be said. Yeah. Yeah. So now I remember speaking
0: of like other things that are confusing. Uh huh. I remember being confused when we watched Jurassic Park about the score of the movie. Okay. And when I right, right before I did the, the the rewatch, I remember that it was like, wait, wasn't it? You know, like, wasn't the Jurassic Park score just like a whole bunch of background noise? You know, like you know, so background themes, and you get the the main the main Jurassic, Jurassic Park theme, one other theme I think for Hammond himself. Or one of the one of the other main characters, and then like a whole bunch of background stuff. But when I watched Jurassic Park, I was like, "Wow, no, it was you know like painted you know like a sound that that paints a picture of of things that are going on, you know like it does a good job of, of doing that." And I was pretty impressed with with Williams' work. I got it confused with this one because this one is also a John Williams score has one theme, and the rest was just variations on the same theme over and over and over again mixed with like, just like, almost almost kind of like tired like, you know, like, you know, very very typical, oh, I need to get this score out, so let me write this theme real quick, and then just kind of like, oh, here's the attack variation, here's the, you know, like silent variation, here's, you know, here's the you know things might be happening variation and then here's um t-rex on a boat you know with with some with some gongs and and um you know and timpani and then that and that was it so so it was this movie that that had the the score that i thought was you know like again masterful composer he, i think this one was just the this was the one where he's like oh, it's a paycheck You know, like on his efforts. No offense to John Williams, because he's, you know, a masterful artist. But I think this one, you know, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what he would have to say. Like, so when you were making the score for The Lost World, like, what did you do? What was your inspiration? (laughs) And then maybe his response was like, well, you know, you got dinosaurs running around San Diego. And you got an island. That's about it. And then, what's up with Spielberg?
2: Well, I asked Rich, "Do you think he's proud of this?"
0: <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, like my my response my response to that was like, you know, what I think this was the one where he just wanted he just wanted to let loose and have fun, and it seemed like, you know this this is this is the movie that happens when you let Steven Spielberg have a budget and go and, and the instru- and and is given the instructions. Go make another one of those dinosaur movies, and he goes, "All right, this is this is it," because it is you know it is a lot of like it seems like a lot of fun to make, you know, like if you were actors and set crews and CGI developers and stuff like that, this movie seems like a lot of fun, even though it doesn't come together as a you know as much as a of an entertaining product as I think it as as I think it should have been.
2: Gosh. <clears throat>
0: But you know i think I think that's what I think that's what happened, yeah, you know, but
2: don't you think like so it's your job to make movies wouldn't you think I mean, hey, I'm gonna put in a day at the office making a movie, right wouldn't every movie wouldn't you want every movie that you ever made to for you to be proud of well of course
1: but i i don't I can't really fault Steven Spielberg on most of the criticisms that we made about this movie. Again, I would like to see, and I I don't want to see enough to actually do this, but but I want someone else to read the book, Michael Crichton's original story, his novel, and tell me how closely it fits with the movie. Because, again, Michael Crichton should be ashamed of himself as a writer if that's really what the book was basically. According
2: to Wikipedia, it only loosely follows the book.
1: Okay, all right, so in that case, the scriptwriters to never be hired for to, to make another movie.
2: But I will tell you, I think that Michael Crichton helped write the script of this movie. Oh,
1: okay. Good. Then Michael Crichton again, and I, I already think I said this back uh, with podcasts with, with the last one was that yeah. I'm not very impressed with Michael Crichton. I only ever read one of his full books, and it was boring. Yeah. Oh my gosh, boring. Um,
2: um Michael and- Crichton did not help write this book.
1: He did not, okay. uh, He
2: wrote the book. David Coep wrote the screenplay. Okay,
1: well, he should be ashamed of himself.
0: He sounds familiar. What else did he do?
2: Um, Inferno. Okay. Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. All right. Ride Like Hell. Okay. The Little Engine That Could. Nice. Angels and Demons
0: oh Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no good
2: oh wait gird your loins okay indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal
1: skull oh no i
0: oh, oh
1: no that see and that does not surprise me at all not mm. a bit yeah
2: yeah snake eyes with nick cage the Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire
0: he wrote the original score the uh, original screenplay for That's what it would appear for, Pan- the, for the original Spider-Man
2: not Spider-Man 3
0: Spider-Man 1 nope Spider-Man. wow well, that, i mean
1: that was pretty good that was that
0: was really good
1: yeah panic room with that Fon. was awesome oh, gosh that movie was oh okay he should be ashamed of himself for that one because there was no dialogue all of it was was the f word it was ridiculously boringly repetitive oh or, I'm done. Um,
0: ha. We, can agree, we can agree to disagree with this one.
1: Ha. I, I was really bored with that movie. With um, the dude that was
2: a total douche canoe to Rich. Um, oh, yeah. Philadelphia. yep. Yeah.
1: Okay, you got to tell that story now. All
0: right. So what's the guy's name again? I'm sorry. Uh, I don't He remember. played. it has been a lot of things. He played something.
2: Hey, David Morse.
0: David Morris, yes. So David Morris, like, you know, fun fact, he probably doesn't anymore, but he used to live in the greater Philadelphia area. Um, and once he had an interaction with the Staples in Chestnut Hill, where I was working, um, and he needed, like, some furniture or something like the office furniture or desk or whatever it was. And I don't remember the particulars. All I remember was... You know how those there's these people that, you know, like because they are important, you know, or th- or perceive that they are important. That means that they are better than everyone else that has a station that is less than that. That you know, than than their perceived place. Um, that is the position that I was put in as a member of a customer service team in the store, trying to help this guy out, get him like his delivery or whatever. And he wanted something that was way beyond the scope of what we could provide as a as a store. So I was trying to tell him, hey, look, man, we're trying to do everything we can. We're going to bend over backwards and make sure that you've you got everything you need. But, you know, the thing you're asking for is just not possible. I think he was asking for, like, him to pay for whatever he wanted directly through us over the phone and then put it in a car and directly give it to him, like, that day. And I'm like, well, that's just not the way this company works. You know, you order online, you get a rush delivery, and some dude in a truck's going to show up at your house, and you can do that all on you know, the dot com site, but I can't take payment on the phone. You can send a representative, you can come by yourself, you do whatever you want, you know, to the store and we'll do that. make this happen. But that, then he was like, you know he was like, oh I'm gonna talk to people and show you what how like meaningless your job is or whatever. And he was like real nasty and I'm like, yo dude, that's not cool. Um and then uh you know and then I didn't know who it was. I just thought it was just like a you know normal customer. But apparently he wound up in one of the center city stores like that the next day or whatever with one of his like people that handles stuff for him or whatever um and then they wound up calling back the store because he had mentioned that he had had a conversation with somebody at, at mine at my store And i was like yeah it was, it was me i was like i was trying to help him or whatever he's like no, no no don't worry about it he was totally doing you know you did everything you could this guy is completely an asshole <laughs> <laughs> and oh, by the way <laughs> he's the guy that's filming back Right now in Philadelphia, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And he's like, no, no. He's like, he's, you know, his name's David Morris. You should look it up, and I looked it up, and I'm like, wait, he was in this and this and this. Like, is like, he, isn't he in like Contact or yeah, something? He's he the was app- like He's he's the dad in Contact. And I'm like, dude, I love that guy.
2: Oh no. <laughs> Why is
0: he such an ass? Why are you so mean, David Morris? That's not cool. <laughs> but he does
2: in fact still live <laughs> in Philadelphia.
0: So, oh well, then there you go. So now he chills in Philadelphia. You know, terrorizing other staples of <laughs> So, So, I mean, maybe he's calmed down in his later years. I don't know. But, he did
2: play George Washington in um, uh, the series John Adams. okay. That was with... Uh, uh, um, Giamatti. Yes, Paul Giamatti.
0: Yep. So... Which is... But yeah, so wildly off topic. But, <laughs> you know, but, but okay. Um, so I don't yeah. know what else
2: we have to say about c- conflicted villain Tyrannosaurus Rex and company. And- well,
0: I mean, besides besides at this point right now in time, from 1997 to 2016, 17, let's call it, right? So almost 20, 20 years. 2015, almost 20 years. Why is there a reason in that gap of time to go back to Isla Nublar or Sue, Sue, whatever?
2: You mean for Jurassic Park 3 or Jurassic World? Dr- Jurassic
0: Park 3, yes. Yeah, it's my, uh, it's my uh, clever yeah. way of trying to enter a segue of talking about the
1: uh-huh.
0: Jurassic Park 3. I mean, do you really want to know? Well, no. I mean, of course, the audience has to be. Oh. This is this is this is our way of, of putting our own cliffhanger in a podcast. Yeah. Okay. So okay. you to, you to come back to find out why they went back to the island, and, and it then, might then, literally
2: then, have to do with cliffhangers. In fact,
0: And maybe maybe it, maybe. It, <laughs> You mean Sylvester alone? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Does no, that have no, to do with, with him? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean. Also like, a terrible film. Yes. I mean, or, or, I'm or, sure that our listeners are on the edge of their seats right yes. now, hoping that we're going to make another podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe not today, but we will definitely maybe. go back once more to <laughs> the archipelago that holds the dinosaurs. Yep. Yep. And then find what's going on.
2: The ZD has to be made. So. ZD has
0: to be made for today and it has to go into many tummies. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that. But yeah. um
2: family dinner, stop by.
0: Yeah. Yeah, come on in. <laughs> it's a Sunday, so why not? So we're, all right.
2: We're regular we're regular blue bloods around here. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, we are. So anyway. Um so I guess until we we go and find some more some more dinosaurs to talk about. Um yeah, there are I think two more benches. There are. Mm-hmm. There are two more. Two more movies and to watch.
1: Today, Rich and I will still be friends after all that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think there's a problem. I don't think there's a problem with that. But
2: she has snowballs. We can't yes. not be friends.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. So until next time, guys. Um but of course in the housekeeping section, Sharpangles at at sharpanglesbic B I C on Twitter, you know, reach out, say hi, do all those things.
1: Yeah.
0: And then uh we'll we'll see you we'll see you guys next time and for that for the Sharp Angles podcast, I am Rich.
2: Danae and <laughs> <I'm> Jeanette. <laughs>
0: All right. I well. thought
2: you meant I am as an instant messenger. Oh no!
0: <laughs> nope. I was waiting
2: for you to sign a screen name. Oh, I got well. confused. No, yeah,
0: we don't have one of those. <laughs>
2: Does that even exist? I think so. <laughs> I was yeah, back yeah, in 1997 <laughs> for a moment. Well, if
0: you guys have AOL screen <laughs> names, send them to us at sharpbanglesbakingicecream <laughs> <at laughs> dot com, and we will IM am you.
2: Because <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Oh my word! So what the cool kids do? It is. It's is exactly what the cool kids do. T Rex will IM you. Yes, we will go
0: to the island and have T Rex try to uh, to uh, instant message you. We'll send pictures. <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye, Bye
1: guys.
2: Bye. <laughs>